Hello, everybody in the Derbyverse. How are you doing today on this lovely day? It still feels like summer. It's pretty awesome. I'm Jackie Bauer, bringing you Derby Thoughts from Power Through the Fourth Whistle. And I am joined once again by my friend, Sassanova. Hi, everybody. And we watched a lot of the games from Atlanta playoffs. Um, I dare say maybe all of them. Did you watch all of them? There were a couple where I, I didn't pay much attention. Oh, <laughs> well, I can understand why, uh, especially given um, how some of them went. Some of them I thought were going to be closer, and then others that I didn't think were going to be close were ridiculous. Uh, so... Before we even like jump into the games, I heard something that the commentators said that would make seeding for champs more different than ever. Did you hear this? Which uh, part? All teams going to champs will be seeded based on their rankings after September 30th. Yeah, so all of these games counted towards rankings. Yeah, so every point mattered. It wasn't just, you know, I need to win to advance. It means I also need a really good ranking going into champs. But that's so different than they've ever done it before. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe it'll make it uh, tougher. Yeah, but I, I mean, you still need your invite. Right. And then they're going to be like redistributed. I think it could end up being more fair. But on the other hand, what if it gets redistributed and teams that didn't get the invite are like above a team that did? Then that seems less fair. Yeah, and I'm afraid that probably will happen. The one thing I super like about this is we're no longer drawing teams from a hat or whatever we were doing where it was just like, hey, everybody, look at this. I've got a piece of paper and now I'm putting it on the board because that was um, silly. <laughs> These are magical. Yeah, um, I like this because we could end up with maybe the best possible matchups. And there were like many years where it felt like the same teams benefited like from how things worked out. Like, for example, um, Gotham like always had a chance for champs for several years in a row. Mm -hmm. And that's how they did so well. And then finally, one year, you know, uh, it wasn't going to be Gotham versus Rose anymore. It couldn't be because of how everything worked out. And I like the idea of it being a little bit different every year. I don't always want to see the same game. No, I mean, sometimes it's a grudge match and it's fun to watch, but after many of them, it's time to see someone else do it. Yeah, so I'm excited. I mean, this could benefit some of our like Dark Horse favorites, like our tribal Denver, who knows? Yeah, that would be fun to see. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's look at... <laughs> how the games went and how the brackets went. Oh, my bracket was just awful. Oh, yeah. Um, I We we made a lot of mistakes. I'm uh, looking at it right now with all the red X's. <laughs> now, your bracket was different from me and Dee's, so it'll be fun to go through and see where your mm -hmm. answers were different than the things we chose because we often differed from each other as well. But um, me and Dee agreed that London was going to win the London versus Bear City game, and... Honestly, it wasn't that much fun to watch. Uh, London took over early. Bear City tried putting Master Blaster out to jam late in the first half, 
But it seemed like once they saw they couldn't catch up, they just kind of scrapped that plan and started thinking about their next game. Yeah, this is one that I also picked London, but I also started to kind of not pay that much attention to. But it was the emergence of spinach. Like, spinach was like the hot jammer of the weekend for her amazing endurance. She was putting in so much work, and it made us all want to eat our vegetables. Well... Not you? Nah. Okay. I think I get more power on donuts. Okay, you and I are going to differ in our opinion <laughs> <laughs> on what makes a strong derby player. <laughs> donuts versus vegetables. Who will win? Oh, that can be a roller con game. <laughs> oh, I love it. You New challenge about. Yeah, I'm going to be the captain of spinach. Well, obviously. <laughs> of course you would be. All right. I actually do put spinach in my eggs every morning. You have eggs every morning? I have eggs every morning. Wow, that's a lot of work. I'm boring. It's a lot of work. It actually takes longer than I'd like. And I've tried to do the thing where you make them in the muffin pan, but I've realized they actually don't reheat as well as I want them to. Well. The texture is weird and the smell of spinach becomes too strong. <laughs> like you have to fool yourself that you're eating spinach when you're eating spinach. Like I have to cover it in sriracha ketchup. Oh, ew. I know. It's really... Oh. Anyway, let's not talk about my food <laughs> The second game was Windy City versus Rat City, and Dee and I agreed that Rat City would win. What did you think? I picked Windy. So what went into your wrong. thought process on Windy? They're closer to me in geography. Okay, so you were going for a Midwest favorite. Yeah. Okay, that's that's not a bad call. Um, but uh, what we what I noticed during the game is Rat City jammers were taking a lot more risks and getting more penalties. But the Rat City defense made sure power jams wouldn't sink them. It was a really strong showing, and the addition of Littlefield to the jammer rotation was really crucial. Uh, Littlefield is formerly Little A of Tampa. Hmm. Trying to trying to think. This was day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's scores yeah. right there. I pulled them up for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, you've got them too. All right, so yeah, Rat ended up taking this by nearly 100 points. So, um, it was a really good margin, I think. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was more fun to watch than the first bout, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially with um, all the pretty things the jammers on both teams did. I mean, they've just got really nice moves. There's lots of apex jumps and things. That does um, make it fun to watch. Yeah. So, then next was Bay Area versus Queen City. And, honestly, like... Me and Dee weren't sure what was going to happen because we didn't know a ton about Queen City this year. Mm -hmm. But, man, they refreshed my memory. I mean, you've got a jammer rotation of Librolian and Crazy Squirrel and Go and Sin. Yes. <laughs> wow, Sin is a giant. <laughs> yeah, and we, we had fun sending memes back and forth. Yeah. Gifts. Yeah, we were sending lots of gifts um, for the different Queen City jammers uh, as we were texting back and forth. Um, but wow, those Queen City jammers are phenomenal. They are fun to watch. But there were lots of power jams on both sides. Um, when all the jammers were on the track, the teams appeared really even, but maybe even Queen City being stronger. But uh, most of Bay Area scoring like took place in power jams in the first half. Yeah, it seemed like if, if they started giving out jammer penalties, it just happened all game long. There were just jammers in the box all the time. And then when they weren't, they weren't. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, this was, oh, this was a really good game to watch, though. If you did not watch the games, this was a close one. 
And Bay Area did end up winning like me and Dee thought. Did you think Bay Area was going to win? I did. I picked Bay Area. Okay. We all thought Bay Area is going to win, but man, did Queen City make it tough. That would have been a really cool upset. I do kind of like upsets. Yeah. I kind of always want to root for an upset. So naturally, the upset we rooted for in the first round was the next game. We wanted Ann Arbor Roller Derby over Sun State Roller Derby. And yeah, the thought they process. Were so close. The thought process was, you know, this was more of a local favorite for us. And we didn't know what Sun State was going to look like without uh, Jambi. And um, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, they did. They did pretty good, though. Um, with the. Uh... What do we have? Helen Killer. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just suddenly like blanked out for a moment. Um, but yeah, Ann Arbor led for quite a while. It looked like it could be an upset. Sun State came back strong in the second half. Spinach scored over 100 of their 194 points. Well, she's barely doing anything. <laughs> what do they use her for? Right, right. Did I say spinach was on a different team earlier? I feel like you did. Because now I'm like, oh my god, what happened? I think you said Did I say it was on Bear? Yeah. No, spinach was on Sun State. I didn't actually have my spinach this morning yet. I haven't eaten breakfast, so my brain is off. It's 1 p.m., by the way. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm having coffee and no food, and my brain is off. Bear City had um, a bunch of different jammers. But spinach was not one of them. Spinach is on Sun State. Oh my God. Okay. That's right. Just drink more coffee. It's going to be fine. We're all just waking up. I'm a professional. Um, This game was so good. It was really exciting. Um, But in the end, Sun State pulled it out, which was the first mess up on my bracket. Wasn't my first mess up then. (laughs) It was a mess up. But we we all had Ann Arbor to win because yeah. we wanted we we were hoping hard. I was hoping hard because you know we see these girls sometimes and yeah. Uh, oh well. So the next game was super exciting, and this was Texas Roller Girls versus Rat City Roller Derby, and um, I had picked Rat City to win. D had picked Rat City to win. Who did you have to win? Um, well, because it was, you had in Windy my City. bracket, it was Texas versus Windy City. Mm-hmm. And I would have picked Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So, this game absolutely started out the way I thought it would, which was Rat City looked like they could take this game. All the players were giving a full effort. I mean, they did have to play a game earlier in the day, but in the end, like, penalties... Like, Carmen gets some fouling out early. And then uh, Freight Train, of course, ended up being Rat City's undoing. Um, Basically, like, Rat City came out, got an early lead, and then Freight Train said, hold my beer, and then basically did it all in one jam to come back. She's like, oh, hold on just a second. We're going to get all the points now. Yeah. So then, you know, Rat City had to take a timeout and be like, "Don't, don't let her do this to us. What are we doing here? Yeah, like, I really had my doubts about Texas because of their performance over the course of the season and the fact that I felt like they came into this playoff as the number one seed, and that was a lot of it based on past performances from a completely different roster. 
Yeah, they, they are missing quite a few people that we're so used to seeing. Yeah, so in theory, it felt like they could have been coasting into this on fumes and were ripe for the picking. Like, anyone could have taken them down. This could have been a big upset. But Texas decided, you know what? We are still Texas. And we would like to leave the same way we came in. Yeah. And freight train was a huge part of that. So they, they definitely decided, you know what? We're not letting this happen. We're, we're just going to stay number one. This is, we're, we're, <laughs> don't even try. <laughs> yeah, uh, Thugs Bunny didn't make much of an appearance in the jamming rotation, but Grace Lightning looked yeah, even looked better than saw her over the summer at Sweatfest. Like, she has grown a lot in a short time. Um, House of the Boss was out there a lot. House of the Boss has not lost it. <laughs> she, she still she, has she still it. <laughs> she did great. So... Um, yeah, and on the Rat City side, Alyssa Prey continues to demonstrate amazing endurance, sometimes going every other or even back-to-back. She really tried to win this game, but in the end, Texas uh, got it by a sizable margin, like 191 to 118. Mm-hmm. But then the next game was the rematch of Atlanta Roller Girls versus London Roller Girls, which was my favorite game from Champs 2013, and it did not disappoint. No, there were a lot of really close bouts. Yeah. Uh, Who did you have to win this one? London. So did Dee. I went with Atlanta, and I was proven wrong because this was the upset of the day. Yeah. The only upset of Friday. I knew it would be tough because Atlanta, and you know, they had that home crowd advantage, but Mm -hmm. I just felt like London's so used to being here that they weren't going to let it phase them. Oh, I felt for that crowd, though. They had a very nice home crowd. And just hearing them, like, quiet down. And then when they would come back, oh, we're back. Like, because London started with, like, a commanding 44-point lead. But then there was this great run of, like, Aphrodite and Troublemaker and stolen points from Anna Chang and a big jam from Blackjack. Tied the game, 69 points each, less than four minutes in the first half. And then it was pretty much all back and forth the whole rest of the game. And... In the end, it was penalties that lost the game for Atlanta, and London got to move on. Yeah, I feel like who else jammed really well? Uh, Delta Strike? Delta Strike has proven to be very consistent. Mm-hmm. Very consistent and reliable. Um, what's the other one? Jack Attack played more yep. in this. Um, she's definitely moved up from being more of a rotator to a primary role. And I have never seen Trisha Smackinawa more aggressive. Oh, yeah. No, she was, like, not taking any mercy. Yeah, I'm used to her. She used to be kind of, like, dainty, dancing around at the back and looking for the openings, and she would use her agility to take the holes. But now she has gotten really strong. She wants you to know that she's she's strong now and has muscles, and you know what? She's not afraid to use them. Yeah, yeah. She's going to make her own holes, and my goodness... Uh, I think she is emerging as a leader on that team now. She also used to be more of a rotating role, and my goodness, what a difference. She's, she's like all grown up now. I, I can't even. <laughs> she just, you know, waited for some other, you know, bigger names yeah. to decide to step back. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know what, I'm, I'm equally as good as them, if not better. So let me, let me show you. <laughs> let me show you now. All right, so then we go Saturday morning, Jacksonville versus Sun State. This was the biggest blowout of the weekend. Um, Man, uh, Jacksonville won definitively and likes to speed up the pack. (laughs) Yep. It was like 331 to 126. Like, Jacksonville was like, 
Look at all the tools we have in our toolbox. We can go fast, we can go slow. All of our jammers are amazing. Good luck. Yeah, kind of. This was a statement game. I kind of wonder where they're going to end up in the rankings based on like a game like this and their other games over the weekend. Yeah, they did really, really well. Yeah. So short but sweet recap on that one because meh, it was a big blowout. But then the next game, Montreal versus Bay Area. This is a rematch of the game that got Montreal to their first champs at a previous playoff. Uh, it was like the upset, Montreal coming in as the fourth seed that time. They took over Bay Area in front of their home crowd. It was super exciting. And Bay Area did not forget. <laughs> they nope. played with a chip on their shoulders. My gosh. Uh, Bay Area was especially great in the first half. Like, top performance from Leg City, which is a new jammer for them. I don't think I saw them at Golden Bowl at all. I don't think so. And um, Danny Rueda is another one who I don't feel like I saw at Golden Bowl. And she but came out two... and was like, you know what? Watch, yeah. watch me. Yeah. Those two did so much work for Bay Area this weekend. I couldn't believe, like, yeah. two jammers I felt like I'd never seen before were holding the whole team up. They, you know, it seemed like if they needed to come back, they needed the points, they'd put one of those two out and it would happen. Yeah. Um... And so it was like super tight at halftime, and in the second half, Montreal came back, and they really crushed power jams, and so they ended up winning 231 to 168. But it was really exciting to watch the whole time, because you always felt like Bay Area could come back until the very end. Um, that was a good one. Uh, did you have Montreal to win that game too? I did. All right, so we agreed on that. Like, Jacksonville, Montreal, we're doing good on Saturday until, like, let's see what's next. Uh, game nine ended up being Windy City versus Ann Arbor. I originally had Sun State there, and I thought Sun State would win this one. But Ann Arbor took over that role, the role of Sun State, and Ann Arbor won this game. But, man, it was tight. <laughs> it was fun to watch. It was. It was really cool to see these two teams both doing so well, both Midwestern teams. Windy City controlled the first half. Ann Arbor took over the second half and won through like lots of Windy Jammer penalties. Windy was very highly dependent on Ashley Perrin, formerly known as Killinois. Mm -hmm. um, she tried she played a, lot. a lot. And I think she was getting really annoyed with how things were going. Um, just from faces she was making. And I think this was Ann Arbor's first playoff win. Ann Arbor's first playoff win. Congratulations, Ann Arbor. We are so proud of you. And we did watch the whole game, of course. Yes, we absolutely watched that whole game. Um, we watched that game together. Yes, we did. It we hung exciting. out on Saturday. We watched like several games together on Saturday. Um, moving along to game 10, Bear City versus Queen City. This is one where it was funny. Um, for a portion of it, I felt like we were chatting a lot during the game, and then mm -hmm. it got like ridiculously All of a competitive. We're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like look at this, because um, Bear City got the early lead, and then in Jam Thirteen, Queen City got the lead, and then a Mia Missile gets an egregious high block as a blocker, like she had passed the star. She put a block on Crazy Squirrel. 
drew blood from yeah, her face. Was, I think I told you, oh, there's blood. Yeah. And then Crazy Squirrel had like a terrifying bandage on the bottom of her like mouth, lip, chin area for the rest of the game that made her look like a marionette. <laughs> a little bit because I had that. Just looked like it just looked like there's the lines yeah. there, and her mouth was gonna go. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. And I, I really felt for her, but she did not let it stop her. It did not take an ounce away from her jamming. But wow, that was that was devastating to Bay Area to lose one of their amazing jammers. But um, they still had some other really good ones, and it was a lot of back and forth. And then um, Queen City also got a called an official review and got an insubordination on Hannah Satana. And then um, the score was like 68-61. This was like all in the same jam. And then um, after Hannah Santana, the Hannah Satana returned, she got another penalty. It was 19 points for Librolian, who was the most successful jammer in this game. So then Queen City got like a lead, 87-61. to 61. And then like... Bear City had two huge jams back-to-back, -back, retook the lead, running things long. Like, Librarian had 100% lead, like, 10 minutes into the second half, which she eventually lost, but, man, that's a long time to have it. And then it was all back and forth in the second half. And then, going into the end, Bear had a 16-point lead before the last jam. Sin thought she had no pass, no penalty, got a cut. Sin gets out of the box and the pack. Jane Von Payne gets lead but can't call because she gets a forearm penalty. Sin fights for 10 points, not enough to win. The score ends up being 212 to 218 Bear City. But oh my god, that last jam. It yeah, it was very intense. And I did pick Bear City to win. Oh, nice. I also picked Bear City to win because I thought you know, they were come a long way and uh, they needed a win. Yeah. But man, it was funny. I actually forgot who I had picked to win till the end of the game. I was cheering for both teams so much. I didn't even remember. Yeah, no, I, I find it hard to remember because I always cheer for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, go roller derby. Yeah. <laughs> so then we've got the two, like, semifinal games. Yeah, those are semifinal games. Um, Texas versus London. Um, I did not originally have either of these teams to be here. I thought this was going to be a Rat City Atlanta game, but it was Texas London. So I didn't even have, I didn't have an answer for who was going to win this game. Did you? I picked Texas. Well, you picked very well, but it, you know, this game didn't go how I thought. I thought this was going to be a close game. It was not. Texas got the lead and kept the lead. It was slow and grinding and not actually that fun to watch. No, it wasn't great. Like, nobody was moving. They all looked tired and miserable. It was just not as much fun. It was just like, oh, okay, we're going to get there, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, Texas secured their spot going into the finals, which was awesome for them. And they're... They secured their champs invite then? Yes. Yes, they did. And then we had Jacksonville versus Montreal. This I, was also I, I for a guaranteed champs invite. I don't even know how to talk about this bout. Who did you pick to win it? I picked Montreal. As did I. And, you know, it was so close. And then the very end, my jaw was on the ground. Just I couldn't believe what happened. 
Yeah, let's let's look over. I, I did take some notes because yeah. I knew I wouldn't be able to rely on my brain. Because obviously, when I don't look at my notes, I put spinach on another team. <laughs> <laughs> or so, if, and instead of your ex. maybe spinach was in this game. No, she was not. Um, so Montreal was keeping control of the game. They started strong. The halftime score was a hundred and thirty to seventy, but that was after Aaron Jackson put up twenty points. So. At one point in time, Montreal had like an 80, 80-something point lead. Mm -hmm. And then right before halftime, Aaron Jackson says, hold my beer, and goes out there and throws down 20 points, and Jacksonville begins to believe. They see, oh, she did that so quickly, all we need to do is line up a few more of those, and we are right back in this. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, they're pretty close to Atlanta, so they probably had a lot of their people there. Yeah, I bet they did have quite a bit of a cheering section. Um, The crowd was just loud in general. I thought that they had a lot of love for both teams. So in the second half, Jacksonville fights back a bit at a time, gets within range for the very last jam. Oh, this is the jam where my my jaw was on the ground, and I just, I think I posted on Facebook going, I don't, just wow. Just wow. It was just so. All right, so. It was just so. <laughs> so we've got Jamsterella and Miracle Whips out on the line. Both very competent jammers. Jamsterella does not get lead, but she gets out first. She's got no yeah. pass, no penalty. She proceeds to get 20 points. 20 points! Miracle Whips finally gets out, gets lead, and immediately calls it. As Jamsterella is getting a penalty. And there's no time left on the clock. There's no time left on the period clock, but there had been 35 seconds left in the jam. Montreal was only behind by seven points. If Miracle Whips had known that Jamsterella was going to the box and she had 35 seconds is plenty of time to at least to get try two, and score. two passes if, she, yeah, it's if they don't hold her like they did in the beginning. It, it's... But it's possible. It yes. gives you a chance. You, It is absolutely possible to get seven points. She could have been the hero and won the game. But I don't think she knew. Like She just didn't know and was trying to minimize the damage. I have no idea. Or maybe just got bad communication from somebody. I'm not sure what went into that call off. Maybe she didn't know how many points had been well, scored. Maybe she thought they still had the lead. I don't know what she knew at that right. point that made... That she decision. came out on like turn one two, so it wasn't yeah. facing the scoreboard. No, she's, so she didn't see. She that. can't see the scoreboard. She's not looking at the bench. Oh man, that was a heartbreak because they could have come back. They really could have. It was so close. It was. I mean, like I couldn't sleep after. I was trying to go to bed right after that, and I couldn't. It's one thing if you if you did everything you could and you put it out there. Mm-hmm. Like if you jammed till the end of the jam and didn't get those seven points, you'd at least know. You put it all out there. But I think you I think this is the type of thing that haunts you. Yeah, when you know yeah. you could have. And you didn't because you didn't know. Because oh. yeah, she's pretty great. Like Absolutely. We all love Miracle Whips. But this is just an example of, you know, nobody's perfect and sometimes you don't have perfect information. Uh, yeah. so Jacksonville Roller Derby secures that they're gonna go into the finals against Texas. And this means Montreal has to rematch against London the next day, and one only one of them can get a champs invite, but not both. Oh. 
Okay. So, moving along, we go to Sunday morning. This was Rat City versus Sun State. A game Spinach played in. <laughs> she was legit there. But, sadly, not for long. This was the game of so many jammer penalties. Poor Spinach falls out less than 20 minutes into the game, jamming every other. Girl is tired. She, do she doesn't want none anymore. Um, man, it... The score was like 19 to 107 at one point for Rat City. And maybe I was wrong. This is this is actually the biggest blowout of the weekend, 355 to 65. Yeah. Rat City went, won this game. It was good to see them in control, but um, sad for Sun State being so tired and not getting to – well, they did at least win their first game. It wasn't like they went through the whole weekend with no wins. But, man, what a way to go. Uh, this was followed by Atlanta versus Bay Area. These two teams had had a one-point game in May. This game did not disappoint, and neither does the home crowd. Bay Area took the early lead for most of the first half, and then Atlanta comes back and gets a nine-point lead going into halftime with an apex jump from Anna Chang. Halftime score was 83-74. to What did you think was going to happen in this game at this point? I wasn't sure. I... It was so close and so hard to... I mean, I had picked Atlanta originally, mm -hmm. um, but there was a bit where I was like, I don't know, Bay Area might just take this. Yeah, um, I originally had Bay Area to win, but that's when I thought they were playing London. Dee had picked Atlanta. She ended up being correct. And I think if I had known this was Atlanta versus Bay Area, I would have picked Atlanta. Um, man. So, I've got notes. This was really exciting. So, Atlanta gets around a 50-point lead in the second half. And then Bay Area puts up over 40 points in two jams. A big jam from Leg City, and then a big jam from Danny Rueda. And then the score is 154 to 146 Atlanta. There are nine and a half minutes left. Then, jam 13. Anna Chang gets lead and a cut. April Bloodgate gets a forearm. Two-minute jam. Anna Chang gets 16 points. April only nine. Scores 170 to 155. Then Blackjack comes out, gets six points. Five and a half minutes left. And then the next jam, track cut on Leg Cite. Troublemaker lead in 14 points. It's 190 to 155. Um, a little over four minutes left. And then Danny Rueda comes out versus Human Missile Crisis. Ran it long and got 16 points to only two for Human Missile Crisis. 192 to 171. Two and a half minutes left. There's an official review. It doesn't matter. <laughs> ben Jam 17. Anna Chang, three points, one point Bay Area. One and a half minutes left. Now Leg Cite is lead. Runs it against Blackjack. 19 points to three points for Blackjack. Calls it with less than three or less than 10 seconds left. Bay Area uses their official review. The score is 198 to 191. Atlanta is in the lead. Holy crap. So we're all just sitting there, like, during this official review, catching our breath. Both teams field two jammers, Anna Chang and Aphrodite, April Bloodgate and Fright Meow. And it ends up being another Anna Chang versus April Bloodgate. April Bloodgate gets lead. Anna Chang gets out. They're evenly scoring points. April Bloodgate gets a penalty. This has to go the full two minutes. In the end, Anna Chang gets 13 points, April 11. 211 to 202 Atlanta. 
Oh, goodness gracious. So, yeah, go back and watch that game if you missed it. <laughs> 213 to 202. Oh, I didn't adjust it then. My bad. I'm like, those last couple of points. Yeah, they, 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 they put them on after there, I wrote down my note. <laughs> but yeah, I um, I watched this bout, but I had to leave early because I had to go pumpkin shopping with my mother. Oh. <laughs> and then but, I think I sent you all these notes. Yes, you did. <laughs> I said, yes, please do. Yeah, these are detailed notes. But don't worry, I was back in time for the next bout after pumpkin hunting. Oh, good. Did you get some good pumpkins? I really did, yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> got some morty ones. Got Yay. like a, a greenish, uh, orange one. It's really pretty. I'll I, show you. I really love distinct pumpkins. All right, so the third and fourth place game, which is the heartbreak game, because someone's going home heartbroken, and somebody else is elated because they get to go to champs. Montreal versus London. Montreal had not beaten London since. I was gonna say this. It's been a while. They had 2011. I think so because London had this huge streak on beating them. Yeah. So this was the one where the Montreal was gonna be like, okay, we're facing this team we've never beaten, and we need to do it to get a spot for champs. We came in as the number two seed. We do not get to leave as the number two. We have to try for this number three, and we have to overcome the heartbreak of the game the day before. And, man, uh, I've got more notes on this one. Um, you know, like, things like Andracula actually hadn't been playing that much this weekend. Rogue Runner was coaching Montreal against London, mm -hmm. which was very hard for her because she wanted to see both teams win. I saw her put up a Facebook post about it. And it was just like, oh, how would I feel if I took away this opportunity from London? But then how would I feel if Montreal didn't get this opportunity as well? Like... It's just it's just hard. Um, London took the lead, and then Montreal got the lead back by one point going into halftime. The crowd was really cheering for London. They wanted an upset. What did you think was going to happen at this point? Well, I didn't have them um, in my bracket, but I, I, I had faith that Montreal could do it. Yeah, I, I certainly hoped that they could. Like It was going to be completely a mental thing mm -hmm. for them to overcome because I believe that physically they're absolutely capable of beating this team and it's just a question of if they could decide to do it and pull it off um London began the second half opening up the differential in their favor Montreal continued to be successful running jams long after a star pass to a pivot and uh oh there's it was a four-point game there were no points scored in jam 16 Two and a half minutes to go. Jam 17. Miracle Whip's got lead and a back block. Zero points were scored in this jam. It ended actually with a down skater, uh, Manjma Okul. So she could not play the rest of the game. And that was a big loss for Montreal. Yeah, uh, having she plays a, a lot. Yes. Yes, she does. I feel like every time I looked, she was out there. Oh. So then at this point, there was one minute to go. Both teams have two clock stoppages left that have not been used. The last jam had one London blocker in the box, just Jess. Falcon Punch and Delta Strike are on the line. Falcon Punch gets lead and five points, and then Delta Strike gets a penalty. Falcon Punch waits for the time to expire uh, with four more points. 180 to 175, Montreal beats London for the first time since 2011. That was just crazy. 
There were so many close ones. It was just such. This was an emotional. This was a roller exhausting. coaster to watch. Yeah, because you like all the teams. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. So this last one, I really didn't take uh, any notes because I only got to watch the first half, and then I was driving, and then I watched the last two jams in the parking lot before going into our derby practice. But Texas versus Jacksonville at halftime, it was eighty-six to seventy-six in Texas's favor. It is a very physical game. There were so many bodies on the ground. Yeah, and yeah, there was just really awesome jammer things, lots of people on the ground, and it mm -hmm. seemed like Jacksonville had decided that they would jam Aaron Jackson as much as humanly possible. So is that what happened in the second half? Um, tell me about the second half, the, the bits I missed, because I only saw the last two jams. So they started playing Aaron Jackson like as much as she could take. It, yeah, there were a couple of back-to-back -back jams that she did. Wow. A lot of other, every others. Oh my goodness. And yeah, it was just, it seemed like she, and she was rocking it. She was scoring points. She was getting lead. Uh-huh. Um, and climbing back. But in the end, Texas decided that they're going to, they're just going to do this. Freight train went in there and was like, now. you know what? Not happening. Mm -mm. Ours. Oh, I, I just remember the second to last jam. I thought it was so clever. You'd seen so many teams you know, putting two jammers out there and then taking one away just for shenanigans so you mm -hmm. wouldn't know which one to block. And in this case, I want to say Jamsterella was the one standing out there on the line. And then suddenly, like, like the whistle blows and Aaron Jackson has come through the pack and Jamsterella is returning to the bench. Mm -hmm. It happened so quickly, you didn't even know what happened. And I thought it was the most, like, brilliant, tricky thing I'd ever seen. Like, they didn't even know she was coming. No, it seemed like there was just nobody, and then all of a sudden, there she was. Yeah, just ran up the inside line, um, got points. I don't remember how many, but absolutely got them within range to possibly win the game. And then there was, like, another timeout for, you know, whatever, probably an official review or something. And then um, you could see her just sitting and resting. And um, once again, like, and this time they didn't even put somebody out there. It was, like, just a few seconds before the whistle was going to blow. Like, I thought that the refs, like, got it together really quickly. Like, it was a weird case where they didn't even tell anyone in the venue what the official review was about. Yeah. Maybe the microphone wasn't working. It just all of a sudden was like, let's just get through this. <laughs> but yeah, there was a, a minute where I was like, there's no jammer out there. Yeah. Oh, my And goodness. then all of a sudden you just saw Aaron Jackson skating from the bench into the jam. And she got on the track in just enough time, came in with momentum. And I think wanted to do the same thing she had just done, but this time it did not work. Right. And um, I can't remember if it was freight train in this jam or if she was in the jam before, but in any she case... She was in one of the last two. I don't remember which. Yeah. In any case, Aaron Jackson did not get lead on this one, so Jacksonville did not win, but it was close. I mean, it's it was only 172 to 155 in the end. Now my question is, do you think... Aaron Jackson was more nervous about this or the Olympics? Hmm. I know. They're two very different things. They're two very different <laughs> things. I mean, one is like the biggest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then the other is the biggest thing like to a small group of people. Right. But, but you're a really big deal in the sport. Like everyone knows who Aaron Jackson is. So she is, you know, a big flipping deal. And then in the Olympics... Not as many people knew who she was. There was a lot no. of introducing, hey, this is Erin Jackson, and she's really good. This is her first Olympics. 
So I don't think there was as much pressure in that situation because I don't think anyone expected anything of her. And if she did well, great. If she didn't, it was her first one. Right. And in this case, they leaned really heavily on her. Uh, they didn't have her in the last playoffs because she was training for the Olympics. And Jacksonville sadly did not make it to champs that year. When And it was an upset. They had been seated higher. They, they could have gone, but they did not go. Um, I feel like she felt like she had a responsibility this time to get her team there. Well, and she wasn't going to rest until they did. And you know what? They're going. They are definitely going. They were going to go anyway because they got to this game. But this girl does not quit. No. She went to win so bad. All right. So um, that wraps up the weekend. Um, we'll probably have another, like, preview, review type of thing for the European Continental Cup. And definitely a little something before Champs Weekend itself. And in between, hopefully, some other podcast topics. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, you want to tell me what I should be eating for breakfast in the morning, <laughs> you should email powerforthwhistle at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to us. And thank you to Sasanova for being oh, here on the podcast. You're and spending welcome. time with us today. And... I'm going to let this lovely music play us out because we have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high-quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jam-A-Llama to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show.